Hey there, listeners. It's Caroline. I hope you enjoyed our episode on Isabella of Castile. If you haven't listened to the whole episode yet, please do so now. This supplement is just a little dessert, a sweet extra at the end of the main course, but it will have spoilers. You've been warned. For the full episode, I was very excited to present Isabella as an individual. Whether you think her a she-devil or a saint, she deserves to be treated and critiqued as a ruler in her own right. But she is so often lumped in with her husband, Ferdinand, or introduced as mother to the divorced Catherine of Aragon. And of course, it's very difficult to discuss Isabella without mentioning the infamous Christopher Columbus. So in an effort to avoid the dreaded rabbit holes or allow them to overshadow our leading lady, I focused the episode on her alone and stopped Isabella's story when her life ended, with a few little exceptions. But the history is never over, never finished. And after Isabella died, things pretty quickly went to hell in a handbasket. First and foremost, Ferd went shopping. He needed a new leading lady. Actually, scratch that. He was definitely looking for a supporting actress at best. This dude was tired of powerful women holding him back. As we already discussed, he propositioned the sad Joanna of Portugal and was deservedly turned down. But nine months after his wife of 35 years died, Ferd the Turd married Germaine of Foix, allying with France. And because I absolutely love to talk about the weird incestuous relationships these people had, his new wife was actually the granddaughter of his half-sister. Yep, granddaughter of his half-sister. Let that sink in. And for our mathletes out there, she was 17, he was 53. So 53 minus 17 equals yuck. And while I'm sure lustful Ferdinand was excited to marry a younger woman, his main goal was to have another son, to whom he could pass on the title of Aragon, thereby splitting it from Castile and, more pointedly, taking it from his own daughter. What a guy. And happily for him, Germain did conceive a son, but unhappily for them both, the baby died soon after. When Isabella died, her will left the Castilian crown to Joanna, her eldest surviving child, perhaps as a final middle finger to that philandering husband of hers. But as her daughter was already struggling, after all, her epithet would be Juana la Loca, and everyone knew her good-for-nothing husband, Philip the Handsome, was untrustworthy, Isabella appointed Ferdinand, you know, her father, as regent until she turned 20 just in case. Joanna ascended the throne at age 25, and therefore did not really need a regent. But her misogynistic husband and conniving father teamed up, allowing Ferdinand to continue to rule in her name. But pretty soon, mm, these power-hungry men couldn't agree on who should control Joanna and had a falling out. And eventually, Ferdinand was forced to renounce his governance of Castile handing the reins over to Joanna. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, they went to Philip because, you know. Mm. But Ferdinand wasn't down for long. And fortunately for him, Philip the Handsome 
was. He dropped dead very soon after. Okay, fine, he was sick for a few days and then he died, but you get the picture. He was out, which means Ferg the Turd was back. After Philip's death, Joanna was distraught. Some chroniclers claim she actually opened the casket to kiss and hold his lifeless body. And there are documented cases of mental instability in her family line, both before her and after. However, other scholars claim that her mental break was either entirely fabricated or highly exaggerated by the leading men in her life. Philip, because he was annoyed that she kept throwing jealous tantrums when she caught him in bed with other women, her father, because he wanted her power, and eventually her own son, because he also wanted her power. No way to know for sure, but I'm quite positive that locking her up in a castle for almost 50 years didn't help her out and wasn't an acceptable choice. Anyway, Joanna was out because these men made sure everyone knew she wasn't fit to rule. A year after her husband's untimely death, her father forced her to yield governance of Castile and Leon back to him. The instructions to the royal council were, quote, they should go to receive his highness and serve him as they would her person and more. No biggie, just taking his daughter's crown. Move over Britney Spears, wanna hear lost an entire kingdom. And while she retained her title, he made all the decisions and signed all the documents as I the king. Hmm, king of Aragon maybe. Finally, turd that he was, Ferd confined his own daughter to a convent hoping everyone would just mm, forget he wasn't the real king. Eventually, the weasel died and was entombed next to his first wife, Isabella, and ironically, his much-disliked son-in-law, Philip. And because I know you want to know even more, Charles came to power next, Joanna's son. He would go on to become Charles V, Holy Roman Emperor, a pretty BFD. But if you're thinking he'll be kinder to his dear old mum, you'd be wrong. She was temporarily released from her confinement after 11 years to meet with her son, whom she hadn't seen in over 20 years. In fact, until then, she was unaware that her father had died and Charles had succeeded him. But whatever passed between mother and son, it wasn't positive. He wrote a letter to her attendants, quote, it seems to me that the best and most suitable thing for you to do is to make sure that no person speaks with her majesty, for no good could come of it. And that, folks, is that. She almost cruelly lived far beyond the average lifespan at the time, dying at the age of 75, alone, friendless, and imprisoned. Ugh. Crazy or not, no one deserves this ending. Well, except for you, dear listeners, because, well, this is the end. I hope you've enjoyed this extra treat, and I'm very sorry it wasn't so sweet. If you like these small bites, we encourage you to support us on Patreon, where we're offering lots of little extras, including additional episodes and historical trivia nights. So stay tuned and stay pithy, y'all.